What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning back in to Connecting with Keisha. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you guys so much for tuning back in. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment, and all the good stuff. And like I promised y'all, I will have a guest speaker today. You guys will finally get to meet my bae. So just get ready. Put your seatbelts on. I'm just playing. It's about to be fun and just a normal episode. So let's get into it. Okay, babe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Connecting with Keisha. And I am so happy to have you here finally. And I know they are too. And um, like always, now you already know. We've been, it's been a minute, but we finally doing it. Um, but like always, we start the episode with a scripture, but this time I want you to choose your favorite scripture and read it to us. (laughs) But what is your favorite scripture? Okay. I have to say that my favorite scripture is from the King James version of Romans 13, verse eight. And it goes, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Yes. And the reason why I like that scripture so much is because um, nobody likes to be in debt. You know, we live in a society where we're all we're in financial debt. But to take it a step further, there's a lot of emotional debt. There's a lot of spiritual debt. There's a lot of bankruptcy going emotional, spiritually, um, mentally. And just this verse alone just kind of reminds me that above all things, the most important thing is to be uh, mindful of that love uh, tops everything, despite our fears, despite our shortcomings. You know, if a person can mm-hmm. love you, then in the eyes of Christ, he or her has fulfilled the law. So Amen. That's Take us to church then. Okay. Well, I love that. Um, Romans is a good chapter period. Like, I love Romans, but that right there is perfect, especially for this episode. You know, people been talking i've been telling them like they know when i be saying like you my man my man my man like i don't play like but you know haters and the naysayers out there they always want to know like (laughs) what's going on like how did he uh get you to put your players card up and you know how he how did he get to pull you from where he is and how are you guys doing it do you how do you think it's gonna work you know they got all kind of questions and I just wanted to give him a little, just a little piece, babe. We ain't going to give him too much. Just a little piece of the inside of us. Um, but your your name, your nickname is Science. We call him Science for a reason. Um, how did you yes. get that name, babe? How did you get well, the name Science? I mean, I, I mean, for a long time, I, I used to be with the five percenters, the five percent nation of gods on earth, which is somewhat like an offshoot of... Um, the nation of Islam and growing up a lot of things. How do you bunch? We didn't wear bow ties. We didn't wear bow ties, but you know, we spoke about the black love. Um, the devil is alive. Your phone messing up again. Like, like you went out again. So the I did what I go out at. <laughs> I don't know why I kept doing that, but it it kept saying you didn't wear bow ties, and then it went out. But we'll just keep keep it going. But uh, it said you said that y'all didn't wear bow ties. What else? You go after that? 
we did yeah we, we did not wear the bow ties and we were considered to be the nation of islam you know the brothers that drunk and smoke weed all the time that's what they were considered but you know we as young five percenters when i was 14 15 years of age um you know we just talked about the black family structure you know the black man the black woman and the black child and because i understood my lessons so much they called me scientific and it just kind of got shortened down to the name science and so even my grandmother calls me science so it, it's official i love it i love it i love it um so we're gonna talk get into the nitty-gritty babe we're gonna talk about how we <laughs> met um i'll let you give yeah. your story which is you know is the story and then i'll chip in as needed of how we actually met how it all went down right well my story is the truth so I'm I, as long as yours coincides with mine we good we Gucci. you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um how when i came in the time it was that uh, my brother and your sister they were talking and uh, i seen a picture of you and i was like who is that who is she you know and it was like oh this is her name keisha you know this kiana this kiana uh sister i'm like oh she gorgeous i said she's sick too I said, oh, my goodness, I got to keep working out so I can lift the legs up. And, you know, we laughed about it or whatever, but the word got back to you. And, you know, you thought, I guess that was funny or whatever. Like, who is that brother that said that? Right. I need to find out who that is. Yes. And, uh, you know, once you found out who it was, you thought, oh, I want to I highlight him real quick. So he just wanted to speak to me for a minute. And from there, it was just the ball got rolling. Um, yeah. Just in short, you know, the conversation that you and I had, uh, it just grew. It grew so fast. So I didn't fast. expect for it to go the way it did. But go ahead. Yeah. You tell me what you think. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, I had just got out of a, I'll call it a situationship after about seven True. years. And I was like, everybody True. didn't know me. No fantasy. I was like, I'm not about to get back in a relationship. I'm about to be for the streets. I'm about to be outside. Like, I don't want to be with nobody. I don't want to you know, starting mm -hmm. a relationship. And then I've already experienced the relationship with somebody in prison and it was not good. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the people on the outside, I was the same way, like, uh, uh I don't trust them. I ain't blah, 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 blah. So then I seen a picture of him and he was in the background and oh, he's so fine, y'all. He's so fine. But in this picture, he was a little dark, mean. which, which was a catfish. Cause he ain't, he ain't dark for real. Yeah, that was yeah, you must have been, it was the summer because you get a little little not even chocolate, you get a little caramel in the summer. But he was in the background, he ain't had no shirt yeah. on, so I'm like, mm. like he's sexy, like I'll play with him for a little for bit. Sure. You know, I'll talk to him for a little bit. But then Kiana <laughs> told me that comment. I'm like, oh, so he on some yeah, mm -hmm. let's talk to him. So of course, like everybody else do, you go pull up like what's his name pull up his name and see what he did how long he you know you know i've never been in a, right. like i said i've never been serious about nobody in prison so i'm thinking he about to be some thug because he got dreads he i'm like oh he about to be a thug you know some just somebody to talk to so i was like all right mm -hmm. i you know we end up making you know i end up j paying him when august 28th 20 19 baby i keep wanting to say 18. 2019 yeah it was 2019. Yep, 2019. <laughs> so yep. and it just it been on since like and i remember telling him like i well no he said I didn't tell him. I just was thinking it's like I bet I don't put no money on this phone. I ain't put no money on his books. But I still had like six dollars on my phone from 
I don't know if it was Keenan or one of them, somebody else, but I had $7 on my phone left. And I remember saying, like, I ain't putting no money right. on this phone, like, because you ain't about to be using me. put, like, $20 on the phone. Yep, and then, then I eventually like was like, I'm on only going to put 20 was gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do remember saying, I'm eventually like, I'm going to put $20 on the phone. But I remember the day I put that money on the phone, I was shaking my head like, girl, you said you was not going to do that. But, yeah, and it just went, we talked so much, like, and I still, I, put, I gave him so much pushback for so long. And he was like, I'm going to get you together because you deserve love. Which is, even if it's not with me, you deserve to know, you know. Even if you it's not with me. me. Yeah. And I, and I think, like, honestly, from my perspective, it was like I wasn't trying to play the field. So, I mean, it was good just to hear a female's voice, you know, and particularly mm -hmm. a black woman's voice. And so, you know, I wasn't going into the situation as if I was trying to game you or mm -hmm. because I'm grown. Right. You know, so, you know, um, when you and I first spoke, you know, it was flirty, flirty, but it was it was genuine. And I had went into the conversation saying to myself, like, so many times I've spoken to a woman and we as black men do this. You know, we, we clam up. We don't want to show any type of vulnerability because we feel like that therein lies masculinity mm -hmm. so it was like i'm not you know in this conversation you know what i'm saying i'm just going to be open i'm going to come as an open book you know my shortcomings my flaws and Everything. if she accepts them you know yeah if, if she accepts them wonderful you know if she doesn't it's cool i know what i did from this perspective from this side of the fence you know um i was giving you my authentic self literally so, you know just within this literally so just so like just within this um small window of time which i would say is what two months from august um to almost october you know we had talked about everything literally under the sun moon and so yeah. so much so i'm like well i think you should meet my mom i think you should meet my sister which i've never done yeah you know and and you know it it, it moves so rapidly i really don't think that we thought about the shortness of time nope. because we invested a lot of time out the gate. And I don't know if you realize the Keisha, but you know, at some point, I guess within the first 30 days or so, I was looking at it as if I'm not spending time with this girl. I'm investing Invest. time. Right. And I just started looking at it as if, you know, when you spend time with somebody, you don't get nothing. But when you invest time, you look for a return. And so I was looking at the relationship from that perspective as if just a black man and a black woman enjoying each other's company. I didn't think about the physical distance. I didn't think about, you know, I'm incarcerated. You're on the other side who you will um, spend the time with or invest in time. I just knew that whenever we came into time, you know, time didn't exist. Space didn't exist. See, y'all see his you know, mouth. So he, got, really, he gained me, y'all. He gained me. And that's what I used to tell crazy. him all the time, like, game alert. And he would do the little sign, like, woo, because he would, his mouthpiece <laughs> is like, <laughs> man, he just, he just I'm know called. what to I'm say. Called. Like, okay. Like, cause I was such a, so I was just at a bad place in my life. Like I was just so insecure. I was so just effing, effing Like I don't trust him. I don't trust no man. I don't trust him. Ain't no way. I definitely ain't about to trust a man in prison. Like he not about to lock me down. Like mm -hmm. I just was, I went into it negative. So it was like, right. once I started to see, cause I remember my sister saying like, he, I'm like, I'll play with him. He could be my little pen pal. Like I'll play with him for a little bit, you know, <laughs> man, Keanu like, uh, no, these ain't no play. These kids, he's a man. Like these real men, like they don't play no games. Sure. Like, 
it's they can teach you so he can teach you something or whatever so i'm like all right but literally like the first two weeks felt like a lifetime and i'm like Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. like this man literally has changed my outlook on so much. But I'm thinking like still at that point, I'm like, mm-mm. Like I'm scared to get attached in. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. And like we said with his mom and them, I had the message like I was so scared when he said he wanted me to meet his mom. I'm like, oh nah, this too uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. We ain't, <laughs> I ain't about to do that. Usually that's a usually that's a telltale sign. <laughs> exactly. Usually that's a telltale sign. Like something ain't right. Like uh uh-uh. right. Like too soon? I'm like, this but- too soon. But to be honest, you know, um, I have I have spoken to women before, you know what I mean, um, while incarcerated, and it, it was just never that um, that feeling of I should introduce you to someone that you know is very close to me. You know, that's an intimate thing, you know. But when I wanted to introduce you to my mom and my sister, um, primarily, it was because we as men we tell women what we want y'all to hear, mm-hmm. and so we always present our best sides to you. You know what I mean? And right. usually when we don't want our closet open, we keep you away from everybody. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I wanted you simply just to meet my sister um, and my mother just so whenever I wasn't around, you could talk to them and they could present a side like, oh, he told you that? Yeah, girl. Yeah, he, yeah, he's for real. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did that or he did not do that. And sometimes, you know, you really never know somebody until someone else tells you what they see in that person. Thanks. And so I really, I felt like you deserve that, you know, yeah. out the gate, you know what I mean? So that's why I really you wanted did. to introduce you to them. Yeah, you you explained <laughs> that to me later. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But when he first did it, I'm like, oh, nah, he falling in love too fast. I got to, you know, back up because, you know, yeah, I was still, crazy. I was still yeah. out here. I was still, you know, doing me and I was still like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, he just somebody to talk, you know, I still had him in that category. But after a couple of weeks, like I was like, all right, you know, we still hadn't made it official. I still hadn't went to see him. And then mm-hmm. when I first was able to go see him, I tried to make it. Oh, oh we all I'm all over the place, but we got to we might as well just go there. But when it was time to go see him, <laughs> it was what sort of. So he you you had the play. Hamilton play was what? November. Right. So in short, you know, um, you didn't want to come see me because it was like, okay, that's too fast. You know, maybe <laughs> six months, a year, something like that. However, I was um, performing in a play that the prison was having, and the play was literally a major production of the off-problem play Hamilton. And I was playing a principal character by the name of Aaron Burr. And I was like, well, I would love for you to come see me, you know, in this performance. However... You have to be on my visitation list. Yep. So it's imperative that you come see me. So you were kind of put between a rock and a hard place. Like, okay, I, <laughs> it hasn't been two months yet. However, in order to see him in the play production, I have to actually go on his visitation list. And in order for that to happen, you have to visit me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had get going back and forth with yourself. Like, do I go see him? Do I not go see him? <laughs> um, and, you know, from my standpoint, when you came to see me, it was as if we had been friends for over 15, 20 years. Indeed. I mean, it just flew. <laughs> it, it, it just, it flowed. It, it was so genuine. It was. That, you know, we both exhaled at the end of the visit. Like, Ooh. wow, I didn't know that I was missing that. But go ahead. Well, yes, that was it. Like, I, I, but again, I was so insecure. I was so used to just not trusting somebody. So, again, like, like the mind frame of prisoners, well, of people, the way people think of prisoners, like they see a big, a big girl with a young or a, 
I keep saying mm-hmm. young. He older than me, y'all. Right. But anyway, a big a big girl with a nice looking man or whatever, she automatically got low self esteem, or she automatically he using her or whatever. Right. So on the outside looking in, I'm like, I'm bigger, you know. Y'all, he got a soccer body. What he would say, he got a body like. Anyway, I ain't gonna tell y'all that he got a nice body. He work out like crazy. He the opposite of like he is the boss. So I'm thinking so that's where my mind frame went too. Like when he see me, he not gonna like me. I was so sick on my way up there right. getting sick. Like even sitting in a waiting room, I was terrified. Like oh my god, he not even though he didn't seen pictures. Like I wasn't catfishing him or nothing, but I still was like still nervous, but. Just the genuine love he continued to show. I'm glad we got that out of the way because if I would have did went through that in Hamilton at the play, I would have been. I still was nervous at the play, but uh, it would have right. been worse. But he like, no, I tried to get it like the day before the play. He like, no, because <laughs> they gave me an option to come earlier. I was like, ah, oh. so he made me come to the earlier option. He like, let's just get <laughs> it out the way. I'm like, no, I wanted to do it right. anyway. But it it just it's just been on ever since. I was able to meet his sister, his nieces, and now we best friends. Like I love her and the kids. And his dad was there. I was able to meet his dad. And, it was just so he was able to meet Kiasia for the first time. And it's so right. crazy how things work because Kiasia, I y'all know I don't let my kids I don't introduce my kids to anybody for real unless I know it's serious. Um sure. and in this situation, I really didn't want to like go into details with her, explain nothing to her, but she started to see, you know, she talking to this person every mm-hmm. day. You know, he she always yeah. happy. She used to say, I changed my voice, which I did. I used to change my voice because I hated my voice. So I did used to change my voice. And so she started to play. And when I used yeah, to call him babe and stuff, <laughs> she used to be like, like, oh, my God. So and it's so crazy y'all, because Kiasia at the time was writing an essay on Hamilton. What's the chances of that? Like and she was doing an essay. So he was like, I can help right. you. I'm about to do this. So she actually got to see the play like she actually had got to go see it in person she knew exactly what was going on and she actually aced that essay but she it all aligned so good like she was able to actually see that and it just made me be like dang like and when i say from that point on like they was besties like he was he was giving her a word of the week and give you know he was just he just poured into her like like he did with me like he just so he just everything so it wasn't and I just. Think, I think just I was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Was, go ahead. I think I think it was just um, her her seeing me in the production was simply a, a confirmation of who, you know, what I mean, like you know, I, I knew this was kind of who he was, you know, and you know, I've always exhibited that to her. I've been big on education, but I've also just been mindful, you know, of how um, fragile we are as people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Especially black females, you know what I mean? We, um, as black men, we, we put y'all through so much, you know, and it was just a chance for me just to attempt to give back. And, and you know, just from where I am, you know, I'm only able to give what I can from where I am, yeah. you know? So, you know, for me to invest time, you know, uh, with you and Kiaja, for her to come see me in that light, you know, I've, I've been consistent in that light, you know what I mean? And, um, it's been a strong proponent on education, but you know, I was just thankful. I was blown away. I did not know that you were going to be my dad. I didn't know that you was going to be my sister in that capacity. <laughs> but the very first time you came to see me in that life, my sister, my, my three of my nieces, I was there also. Yeah. And my father and his wife. And, you know, we've been rocking ever since family and all. 
period. And it just, it's just been, and it just flowed. You know how sometimes you be like, I don't know, because listen, y'all, his mom, she didn't play about him. Like she, he is the girl, the male version of her. Like she plays no game. She goes straight to it. If she don't like you, she gonna tell you she don't like you. So that was what I was scared of. You know, mama's, mama's boys is a little different than mama's girls. Like, you don't play about right. your mom, the boys. So she didn't play about him. So I'm like, you ain't about to throw me in the fire with her. Like, mm-mm. like I'm not about to. What if she don't like me? What if she can, you know, sense in my head, sense right. that I'm on some BS? Like, uh, uh-uh, let's just wait or whatever. But when I did finally get to meet her, she loved me, and I was so excited because like that was rough. Right. Cause she don't play no games, but she was so genuine and she was so right. caring and. She was the truth, like, and, and she he, loved you to the point. She was like, "Listen," she said, "Listen, I met this, I met that girl. I know that girl. I'm telling you right now, don't you break that girl's heart. <laughs> don't you ask her for no money either." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "No, I'm not about to ask her for no money." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I said, "I'm not asking for no money." She said, "She said, girl. She said, don't break her heart." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's crazy because you know y'all had built up a rapport and. Uh, you know, I just, it was unfortunate that, you know, she she passed away on Juneteenth of 2021, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, you had to break that news to that me because my sister the was the one that got in worst. contact with you. That's when I knew, like, that, yeah. that took our relationship to a whole nother level when I had to be the one to actually tell you this, like, to be on the phone with yeah. your sister while it was going on all the way to her phone dying and then you having to call up there to tell you to call home but your sister's phone was dead and then i had to actually tell you that was the hardest thing and by then we was hold on so she she died in 2021 right June, so yeah, so we was we was was deep in this thing but it was juneteenth weekend juneteenth and she i want to say and i know I know we just been flowing, you know, on a conversation, but I will say this, um, what played um a great role in us um working in that that hurt, working in that loss, dealing with that loss was um just dealing with grief recovery. Yeah. You know, and, and I hate to harp on it. I, I hate for I don't want people to think that I'm harping on it, but when it comes to like black and brown people, we we don't know how to grieve. You know, we deal with so much trauma, you know, whether it's childhood, whether it's our own, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I have been, uh, I'm a grief counselor now. So, you know, I was taking these grief recovery classes two weeks before my mother passed away because I knew there were unresolved issues that I have, you know, that a lot of incarcerated brothers have. You know, I see a lot of young brothers coming to the prison system, um, getting bound over from 16, 17 years of age. Yep. And... There is no, you know, there's no way with, you know, there's no guidance whatsoever. And so being mindful of that, you know, I try my best to like, you know, take, take control of my life as far as, you know, um, how do I overcome childhood issues? How do I overcome mm-hmm. trauma? How do I unresolve, you know, issues of bad breakups? Yeah. And so, you know, when my mother passed away, you know, I thought about, and it's a tough subject to still talk about to this day. Mm-hmm. However, you know, no one has gone through more trauma than us as black people. So when it comes to relationships, you know, it could have been easy for me to be like, Keish, you know, I don't think right now is a good time for us, you know, to continue this, this, this bond, this friendship or whatever, because I'm going through so much mm-hmm. um, with the loss of my mother. But I honestly thought at that moment in time to make the bond stronger was to 
you know, to continue the relationship with you and work through it. If I really wanted to cherish who she was, yeah. you know, um, and I was able to transfer that love with my mother, you know, not that I need another mother. That's not what I was looking for. I was just looking to, you know, honor her, um, wishes by loving you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that was the beauty of, I'm just so glad that you was able to meet my mom. Me too. You know, um, I for the time that you had, for the time that we did have. With her. And That's she, wild. I know she's so proud of you and Birdie Bird, because y'all just, it just, it did. And I think it brought you and her even more, even though y'all were so close anyway. I think it brought, brought you guys closer because, you know. Yeah, it's just y'all y'all in this together and you promised like I promise I'm not gonna break like we like we need you we you know because just imagine we couldn't yeah. imagine how it would feel to have to go be in a situation you in and then have to deal with that in there you know what I mean so we like this gonna be bad you like yeah. no I ain't gonna break I promise and you promised us that you right. wouldn't and you've been rocking like you even though you had and your I, and I keep my sister yeah mm -hmm. and I keep my sister in thought because she hasn't she hasn't really truly processed it, right. you know, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whenever she's ready, you know what I mean? Then we'll, we'll, we'll meet that when we, when we get to that road. But, you mm -hmm. know, just, you know, just to lighten the topic up, you know, to get back, you know, it's just, we've been through so much in such a short period of time, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, um, I don't know what you want to tell me. What do you want to take this, uh, this conversation? I'm open. Yeah. So we've been through it all like through financial to where you know COVID. which y'all yeah covid that's i think that's what we got our closest through covid um because we we, we talked that's how i knew you were the one day. oh my god we talked that's how i knew that's how i knew you were the one oh, that's I, that's what you, you knew i was the one before covid <laughs> you knew that's nah, what i knew you got my stimulus check <laughs> <laughs> you said I helped you get your stimulus. What else you said? I helped you get. You yeah, helped me get my stimulus check. It didn't take a dime. Like why would I take it? Like we had. Nah, you ain't take a dime of it. You know what I'm saying? You could have took my stimulus check and went off to the black fans in Dubai somewhere. Man, we start trying to make a hustle out of it. I'm like, tell all your your inmate friends I can get their stimulus. <laughs> we can get their stimulus. We're gonna charge them a fee. That was funny, but yeah, it just yeah. it just it grew from there, and it just seemed like is we going on four years, and yeah, so it's about to be a minute. Well, the beauty is that you know, what I mean, you show you show me that you know you was trustworthy and more Venus than one, and I think you know just a lot of relationships, and because of financial infidelity, you yeah. know, what I mean, it's so hard to talk about money. It's so hard to talk about whether you have it or whether you don't, you know what I mean? And and, and uh, even though I make light of the, the, the EIP situation, you mm -hmm. know, that the stimulus situation, it it wasn't more so about the money, but it definitely showed me, you know, who you were and who you were not. Oh, okay, so you know, you know, when I when I realized who you were and who you were not, you know, that's when I really truly fell deeper in love with you because it wasn't just a physical um, situation. It was more about the beautiful um, spirit that was inside of you. And I'm like, yo, she the one for real, man. And that's mm -hmm. that's how it happened. And then you gained me, you gained me. But through all the goods, we have had some downs, which probably was only about, we probably only had about two disagreements, um, which yeah, I call them arguments, two. but he mm -hmm. don't argue with me. He just say, amen. Like, he won't argue with me, y'all. He just be, amen. amen. I will not argue with <laughs> you. 
<laughs> you no. do not argue. So I, that's a big change for me because I. It ain't like, never that serious. <laughs> it don't be, and you just be like, "Hey, man." So we don't argue um, at all, really. But the two time, the one time that I do remember, there was a real argument, and he oh, was no. all for it. Do you remember what it was, babe? <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was about the reality show. Uh, Ready to Love, season three. Ooh, with Joel Joel and yes, y'all. It was that's why, I, that's why I don't like watching reality shows. Okay. And now he won't, y'all. So listen, we like we don't play. We didn't had it to points to where he would order him. He would watch a movie on his little JPEG thing, and I would order it on my side. And then if I had to go to the bathroom or something, we'll push play. He'd like push play at three. So one, two, three. Then we'll push. I mean, push pause. We've watched movies together. Right. We've had y'all. We've done so much together. Like so, this in this case, it's but, not much. But we, we can't. Can what, but but I refuse. <laughs> but listen, I refuse to watch reality shows anymore because people always want to get their um they love life off of the reality shows. So, honest, granted, me wanting to watch Ready to Love. Season, what was it, season three? Shows, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Bro, but I'm like, okay, here goes the show. Okay, so I don't do reality shows, <laughs> but Open Network was showcasing, like, okay, we got a new show coming. It's called Ready to Love. It's about black love. We're black people really trying to come yeah. from real love. Right. <laughs> so I'm watching the show. I'm like, okay, I don't do reality, but I'm going to watch this because it's genuine. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be? Nephew Tommy, he hosting it. But I started seeing things in the show, and I'm like, this ain't reality. This is not real. Don't nobody go on TV to find love. If right. you can. You know what I'm saying? Because the cameras are on all day. Everybody got their eyelashes on. <laughs> Everybody got their front lace wig with the baby hairs. <laughs> it ain't no downtime. But I'm like, who's re who's really getting their love language from these shows? Yes. And, of course, they showed me who they were when, when Joel and Varnisha oh. was going at it. I mean, but it was, yeah, oh, we was, was rooting great. for them. Like, y'all, we was not playing. Like, we was so excited at the end. We had the same views of everything. Like, yes, Vernicia, you know, we picked our, the last right. people that was there, we knew, like, okay, yes, yeah, them three, you know, they real. Vernicia and Joel, like his accent, and then her, like, they perfect together. Like, we was all for it, y'all. But, we wanted, them to win. we wanted them to win so i mean we wanted them to be in a healthy happy relationship so yeah, bad so bad we so we was rooting for him so the second part of the reunion <laughs> the first part was cool we, we was, was cool. double dating oh, baby baby we baby we was double dating with joel and we Bobby. literally we loved so much <laughs> we loved them i started following them on instagram like it was real so once the reunion <laughs> came around we was ready like yes but y'all, here we go. So right. this is when our disagreement came. So of course, when the when the um, reunion came out, it showed that they weren't together anymore. You know that um, Joel was a player and Vernicia was too clingy. And but yeah. in my head, I'm on Vernicia's side. Like, hold on, you was you know you was whining and dining me. You telling me you know me and my family, you ready to be with me? Blah 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 blah. And now we ain't together because I want more. Like, you knew I wanted more. We on here for love or whatever. So first right. thing I come to him with, mm -hmm. y'all, like, bruh, babe, how you feel? Like, ain't, um, how you feel? He like, yeah, Ver uh, Vernicia too clingy. Y'all, I got so mad. Like, because in that mind frame, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> in that mind frame, I'm like, why would you even blame? Why I got to be her? You know, he is his fault too. Like, why he over there playing both sides, blah, 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 blah. And he like, no, he like, but 
you know, she too clingy. He can't be up under her all the time. But oh, yeah, it was bad. I was, I even cried because that was our first disagreement. Like, and I just knew he was on my side. Like, it was bad, y'all. Like, it was like, but it just it was so, it was so topical. You know what I mean? Like looking back, like it was something so insignificant and so small. It was. But the thing is, they a lot of a lot of a lot of people get their relationship advice from reality shows. Yeah. You know, and they're anything but the truth. They're anything but reality. Exactly. You know, and so um, that's why I don't watch reality shows. Like I mean, Spe- mm. I I will watch like Ayala. I like I, I love Ayala Zen Zen. You know, that's what your mean? boo. Tell him no. that. That ain't my boo. Yeah, that, so that, when we first but, met, but y'all. But she's my life coach. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. When we first met, and he said, uh, Ayala Van Zandt, that is my boo. And I'm thinking, like, no, she not. She is not your boo. Like, he, like, what you? <laughs> he didn't understand that that meant, like, boo. Like, you don't call, just call nobody your boo. I was like, she is not your boo. So, um, he yeah, now he'd be like, no, yeah. so he know not to say it no more, like. You can't just call anybody your boo, bruh. I'm your boo, your only boo. Right, but I mean, you're my boo. You're my boo, baby. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I like Dr. Ayanna Vincent because she really, she really taps into um, brothers and sisters getting vulnerable and honest about you know um, our situations, mm-hmm. you know, um, and healing. And I think that's the most beautiful part about you know the relationship with you and I. It's like. Every day that we talk to each other, we're so searching to make sure that the kids are okay. Meaning, like you and I, making sure that we're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you mentally? Yep. You know, how are you spiritually? Make sure. You know, we tell each other that we thank God for each other. Every day. I thank God for you. That, I you thank know, God. Um, and, and it's I like think, we know when something that's important off. because. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. But I, but the reason why I say that is because you know um, I remember telling you when we first got real serious is that. Um, I wanted that this relationship to be uh, a Christ-led relationship, yeah. you know, and as long as I'm moving in accordance with the word, I ask you to follow me. Right. You know, the moment that you see that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important, you know. And Yeah, y'all, the devil don't want this out. He keep messing with his phone, oh, but... Uh, I will... You said the phone's messing up. <laughs> it did it again, so go ahead. Yeah, now, I just think the beauty of a healthy relationship is that, you know, you can hold each other accountable and, without fear. Yeah. You know, um, how would they, what, would they, what would they say? What are they going to say if I mm-hmm. tell them about, you know, something that I think can benefit them and better them in the relationship? And, it, and it's not that with you and I. Thanks. You know, I always say, like, if you, if you see something big, you see me daring off just a little bit to the right or the left, pull my coattail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why we've been so successful. You were saying something about love, love after lockup or something. Oh, what you were saying? I hate that. And that's the thing, because it's so, it's just like society th- Society these days, they base their lives off of these reality shows. And a lot of, like I said, right. the, this new uh, love and I used to think it was funny because just watching it be like, how did she even think that this was going to work? Like in my head. But then I get to think of like, I feel, you know, I, I mean, it is, it can work. <laughs> like, but the way they making a mockery out of it right now is it, I don't want to watch it because I'm living it. And I'm like, I know that it's really real love out there. And it's some of them that do be, you know, real, but a lot of them is, most of them is fake. It's for the show. 
So that's why I'm like, I just can't right. watch stuff like that. But you watch it. No, I can't watch it because to me, it's fake, you know, because, you know, they doing it for the views and for the, the likings of stuff. It's just fake. And then I'm living it. So I don't want to watch it. Like you said, it's so um, I, I'm just glad that we that we don't base our relationship off of what's, you know, anybody else think or worried because in the beginning i did i was worried i I didn't want to introduce you to people i didn't want to you know i I was nervous because i was like nah because i remember how i used to feel so now it's to the point they're like so you sure you know people saying are you sure you want to do this like this is my man like yes i'm sure like i'm confident enough i don't it's not about i don't care now what nobody else got to say because i'm in this i ain't expected nobody else it ain't for everybody so this relationship right. is for us. So it don't matter what another person thinks because they ain't got to live it. I got to live it. So I'm just glad that you you stuck by me through it all. You didn't see my whole life. <laughs> you didn't see me transition right. from fantasy to Keisha. Like, um, I yeah, just... I'm glad, I'm glad fantasy did. <laughs> sure. Well, don't say fantasy did. She just evil, right? Like, hey, baby, you got to kill her off. You just nah, we put an end to that. That's <laughs> over with. We dealing with reality. Fantasy did. <laughs> but no, I do want to put a, I do want to, I do want to put a button on this, 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 um, this topic though. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, when you were telling me about the, the love during lack of situation and a lot of the negative comments that were coming through, um, I always wonder like, why are people who are in their relationships with other people why are they worried about, you know, people who are in love with individuals who are incarcerated right. you know not only do you have women who are um in healthy relationships with men who are incarcerated you have men who are not incarcerated in love with women who are incarcerated and they're just as healthy yeah um and people say well it's not going to last you know because he locked up and he's doing this or she's whatever but you have people who are who have never been incarcerated and they get divorced. <laughs> you know, yeah. when you look at divorce rates between people who've never been incarcerated, well, what what was the reason why they didn't last? Right. Same you know, shit. Why did they divorce? Yeah. Or why are they separated? You know, what about the people who aren't married at all, but they've just been simply boyfriend and girlfriend. They've been together for two, three years, and now they're no longer together. They're exes. So you can't just simply say solely because a person is incarcerated that you know that it is emphatically going to fail because the person is physically uh, bound. Exactly. You know, so I don't pay attention to that anymore. You know, that's why I don't watch. What is that? Uh, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, Love and hip hop uh, right. couples retreat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, so 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 they take the couples retreat to get away from the BS when they were in Atlanta or New York or LA or whatever, and they were talking about who's sleeping with who. They go to the couples retreat. They still slinging drinks with each other, and it's still the same backbiting, still <laughs> the same slander. Yep. Uh, you know, people still sliding into each other's DMs as they're on a couple's retreat. They're better the relationship, so yep. you know all that's a facade, and and that's to generate capital, that's to generate money. You know what I mean? So who cares about that? You know what I mean? Exactly. That, I'm not in a relationship with people who doubt. I'm not in a relationship with people who doubt. this relationship i'm not in a relationship with them so i don't care about what they say yeah and it just irritates me because i just get to thinking like i know so many people mostly everybody got a family member that's locked up most everybody you know got a cousin a brother a son so if this your son or this your brother you don't feel that they deserve to be loved just because they in prison 
a lot of people in prison for stuff mm. that you know everybody make mistakes they just got caught and you telling me if your son right. go to prison oh he don't deserve to be loved because he's in prison no you just saying that and it'd be the ones that's so unhappy and it'd be the ones that then had so many failed relationships or don't even have a relationship that got the most to say but you don't even think outside of that like what if, what if this was your son what if this was your brother? Not saying all right. men. It is some dogs in prison, just like it is some dogs out here. Like it's just why don't they deserve right. to be loved? Like We've never been incarcerated, right? And it's people out here that shoot the the pastor, the damn the mayor, the damn president. Right. Everybody out here got flaws. Like so, what makes it mm-hmm. any different that I, I'm I didn't fell in love with someone in prison and you think it's impossible? Like. Bro. But anyway, but like it is, we we live in our life, you know, no matter what. And that's what I had to realize. Forget what anybody else got to say, because they not paying our bills. They not, right. you know, putting money on the phone. They ain't doing none of that. Like, this is our life. And who cares what anybody else got to say? Um, and, and unfortunately, ain't nobody right. out here made me even think twice to even want to talk about it. Like, whew, that's a whole other mm-hmm. podcast, babe. But yeah, so we, we are happily, <laughs> happily together like you are my everything and forget like i said i don't care what when nobody got to say like this is real like um i'm not on some oh it's gonna be perfect like you know when he comes home he's gonna be perfect like no i it's we're not perfect we're not perfect beings but it's no different than somebody out here in the streets that you know that that fell in love that got flaws like it's just he's incarcerated and he deserved to be loved too and that's what it is so right Let's get into some fun but I'm all, stuff, But babe. the crazy part is, right, Go ahead. but the crazy thing is I'm already looking down through the will of time, knowing that those types of things will happen, arguments will happen, whatever, but we overcome us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like I said, you know, my failed relationships in the past, like the things that I, you know, the lies that I may have been telling, you know, um, the truths I may have just been simply omitting or subjects I didn't want to deal with, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was the immaturity. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, everything that wasn't in my past relationships, I'm like, well, when I would get into an argument in my past relationships, what would I do? I close up, I clamp down, I get quiet, I get mm-hmm. distant. But if I want a different expectation in a relationship, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, what, what, um, what is my dislikes? You know, um, but how can I address those to you? You know what I'm saying? How can I bring those to you? But do it lovingly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And do it, you know what I'm saying, um, in a Christ-like manner. You know what I'm saying? How can I do it by being sensitive, knowing that, you know what I mean, I'm speaking with a woman. You know, I can't speak to you as if I'm speaking to a man. Or, or vice versa, you can't speak to me like that. Like, we're not two people who's out in the street. Right. You know, we in a bond that we ask, we ask the Lord to order our steps. Amen. So, you know what I mean? Like, when I see you, I see God's presence. And so to treat you any other way than that, you know what I mean? It, it's not it's not right whatsoever. So and I love it. I don't like, want to digress. But I ahead, love baby. it. You so gentle with you. me. Like, you so selfless. Like, you, it's always, you always, it's always about how I feel or, you know, long as we good. Like, even right. with, like you were saying with your STEMI. You was get, doing stuff for me and the kids and your son. Like you, you so you care. Like and I've never been with a man that I actually wanted to lead. Like nobody, it's always been yeah. I'm missing something. You know what I mean? And you all, you've actually mm-hmm. just checked every everything. Like you just everything I ever wanted. Like um, and I, that I thought okay. was not possible. 
So I just, I'm so grateful oh, for you. And you, you just, baby. you my everything for Ivyver. So let's get into some fun stuff, babe. I'm going to ask you some questions and you can ask me, okay. we're going to answer them the same, or I'll answer you back, you know, the same questions or whatever. So let me All just right. throw some stuff Thank out. Um, okay. So, babe, what is something that I say a lot? Uh, <laughs> you say, uh, hold up, hold up, baby, my AirPod died, <laughs> or oh, my phone did. I do say that all the time. My AirPod died. My AirPod died. Um, I'm like, man, how does somebody's AirPod die like this? <laughs> you say, oh, that was so funny. I'd be like, hold on, babe, like you My AirPod died. <laughs> he used to call him what you call earbuds. He's always talking about calling earbuds. Um, the buds. Um, I'm trying to think what you say all the time. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you hit you hit them with that, and that's so sexy. I love you say say it. Baby. I do. You know what I'm talking about? They they made that a real word in the dictionary. That's what they you just told made that a real word. <laughs> I did not know that, y'all. Yeah, when I say this did. is the smartest man I've ever, like he's literally the human Google. Like, <laughs> so we like the perfect couple. And I had you. Like he is the yeah. Google. He if he don't know, he has to find out. And he needs to know. Immediately, like he won't even. Oh, he won't even be a Steelers like, fan because he don't know enough about him, y'all. I'd be so angry. Like, just say that you a Steelers fan because your girl is Steelers fan. No, he needs to know what the name no. came, how they got the name, um, what, when were they I found? Don't it's I just know. that means he don't really want to be a fan. Like he, he has to know. He knows everything, y'all. Like when I say I go to him before I go to Google, he knows everything. He didn't read the encyclopedia multiple times. Like, <laughs> he's so smart. So instead of Google, I ask him first. Now if he don't know, then I go to Google. Well, but he you, literally baby. knows everything. But it's it's okay. Thank you, baby. Yeah, you do. I love it. But okay. <laughs> um. So, babe, what is my favorite thing to eat? You love spaghetti, baby. Yes, that's me and Ching Ching's sure. favorite food. Your favorite what about food. Mine? What about mine, though? What I like. Your yeah. favorite food favorite? is Caribbean and Ethiopian. What? And that's another thing. We yes. total opposites with food because I, I, I don't yeah. know either one of those. You're going to Ethiopian, though. You're going you to love food. your pancakes. Mm. Yes, you're going to love it in Jedi bread. You gonna love all that? Uh, for sure. That's that's lamb. You don't like it's lamb chops. You don't like lamb chops? No. Well, see, I tried them though. I tried them, but I don't have to ever eat them again. It ain't something that's like yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay. What, else, what else though? I like um, I like I like <laughs> Ethiopian food, Caribbean food. What's my favorite drink? Your favorite drink is ginger beer, and so yes. it's ginger beer a liquor or is it a beer? Or is it just a nah? Ginger beer is like a soda, like oh. it's like a little Caribbean soda. So I like so I like it's like um, they're like yeah, they're like little sodas. Like I like ginger beer, and I actually like champagne cola too. So those are like two mm -hmm. little them the non-alcoholics, but but alcoholic. Yeah, I'm not alcoholic. Yeah, so you like amaretto and then red stripe beer. I never even heard of red stripe beer, but. Um, nah, I do. I do like. I do like red stripe. I like Jamaican red stripe beer, but I don't like the um just drinking to be drinking it. But um, yeah. it's been so long. But like, yeah, amaretto. Like, I gotta have food with it. I just don't want to be sitting around drinking a six pack. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. So, but, what's my um, favorite drink? I know you. I know you like. 
I know you like mudslides. Oh, I love mudslides. I know you like mudslides. I do. I'm going to drink some. You always talk about mudslides. Yes, I love mudslides. That's my favoriteest, my favoriteest drink. Um, Good job, babe. Yo, Let's see. Uh, Thank you, baby. So, what do I? What do you do? No, what do I do when I'm not talking to you? You're not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe investing time with the family or working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working. You Period. work a lot. You uh, work for sure. Yes, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Well, with you, you either reading because you love to read. Or are you working on music, which I love to read. You will be, y'all will be hearing. Like, oh, y'all, he, he, he's a beast with music. It just wait, he got so much, for sure, so much coming. But right. I love, I love reading. So okay, so like I love to read. Like I think within the last, um, I think within the, just this last month, I've read three, four, five books, something like that. But <laughs> the one that stood out to me was, um. I reread the unapologetic guide to black mental health. I think all black people need to read this book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you got, if you got like love relationships, if you got, you know, um, if you got issues with yourself, if you want healing, you know what I'm saying? This book's by like Dr. Rita Walker. Really um, good. I've read Caesar. Yeah. That's, that's a good book. Um, actually you got that book for me. Yeah. Um, I've read the diary of Anne Frank. That's about a, a young girl who was uh, who passed away in the Jewish Holocaust. Yeah. That's like I read it in high school, mm-hmm. like it was required reading. But like, it's a beautiful read, especially when you're dealing with hope and optimism. Um, and I've read "Seize the Time" by Bobby Seale. Um, he was one of the founders of uh, the Black Panther Party, and I also read uh, "Blue Age Black Redemption" by Tuki Williams, um, the founder of the Crips, who reformed himself while incarcerated even though he was executed by honest sports nigga mm-hmm. which is why i don't watch terminator <laughs> i hate the terminator mm-hmm. and like he malcolm x yeah dude but <laughs> yeah, but now nah, for real like this like this man reformed himself in prison and rehabilitated himself and they still he man nelson mandela came to visit him in prison and you still executed this man so yeah that was you crazy. know but those are the things i like to read i like to read those level of books um when it comes to music, um, I've been blessed to um, have in my possession an MPC. So brothers that do music, they know what an MPC is. I have an MPC one. I have a Roland SP four hundred four. So yes, I love to do music. I want to do music for your show, baby. No, Yo, you're do. going to. I want to. I got you. I, I got already you, know because the stuff he got is so hard. Like, oh, I can't wait till y'all hear it. Like, y'all, I'm not just saying that, like, because I'm his girl. Wait till y'all hear it. Y'all be sure. like, heck no. Nah. Like, he really is the truth. Like, I got you. Oh, I can't wait till y'all yes. hear it. I can't wait till y'all hear it. But, um, for sure. Okay, so what's the next? Uh, you got some more questions? Yep. Um, what is. Oh, what's my favorite movie? No, I was you about to ask movie? you. That's exactly what I was about to ask you. But your favorite oh. movie, like I said, is like it's either Malcolm X or anything with Spike Lee. Like he is so pro black, y'all. Like he is this. <laughs> he's like Yo. he is really pro black. He's not nowhere near. Like he's. I'm not saying he like racist or he love white people too. Well, I don't know. I love. No, him. I'm not racist. He I just, just love us. Pro, like, I love us. He's so pro black, y'all. When I say it's all about 
you know, he's black power. Like anything us. that's yes. black love, like he won't watch a TV show unless it's like empowering black love. Like he don't, he, he just, his mama was the same way. Like they are one <laughs> and the same. That's like my, he just loved his black people. Family. Like, so Malcolm X, I'm thinking is one of your favorite movies or Spike Lee doing my, ooh, that's one of my favorite. It is. But now nah, listen, like anything Spike Lee, he, Spike Lee's my East Coast. John Singleton is my West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I love oh, okay. anything by Spike, anything by, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, John Singleton, but for sure, unapologetically black, for sure. Period. What's my, what's my favorite movie? Your favorite movie is The Five Heartbeats. Yes, I love The Five Heartbeats. <laughs> and and Crooklyn, sure. since we talking, uh, Spike, oh, I loved Crooklyn. That was, like, one of my favorite, me and Keanu's favorite movies. Okay, let's think. What was okay. it? Crooklyn. Oh, Crooklyn. Yes, yeah, when that dog popped up. Got the, oh, when that dog popped up. Got that oh, couch. they put the dog in the couch. <laughs> they put the dog in the couch. Oh, that was so funny, man. Yeah, that was uh, Troy. Her name was, yeah, her name was Troy. Troy, yeah. to stay with her family for the summer. Yes, y'all. Yeah. Like, that was So, let me family. see. Um, what you got to ask me? Let me see. Um. Uh, um, I wasn't gonna ask you, but I I know what your favorite TV shows are. What's my favorite TV show? It's um, Chicago Med, yeah. Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. <laughs> I don't the know Chicago why you like them cop shows. I can't. Wa- <laughs> I Man, love them. I've had enough. I've had enough cops. I had enough. I'm done with the police. I had enough. <laughs> and it, listen, there's there's no way that they can solve solve everything in one hour. There's yeah. no way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's just fake. It's fake. Everybody's an informant. Everybody's snitching. <laughs> it's like, man, like, I don't get it. I love it. But anyway. Oh, I love it. And your what's favorite, my favorite TV? TV show? What's my favorite TV Ridiculous. Dude. What is it? I I think it's ridiculous. None of them my favorite TV You don't show. think so? I'm, I mean, I do. That's where I get my news from. I get my news from. <laughs> well, what's your okay? Hey, ridiculousness. That is I, your... I, I tell you this. Ridiculous... <laughs> I do watch it religiously, like, like that's my Fox News, that's my CNN. For real. Nah, series like my um, this one I want to decompress. I watch ridiculousness, but my favorite shows is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh yeah, well I forgot. Yeah, Yellowstone for what's sure. My, what's my other one? Hold on, Yellowstone. You tell me you you got you ain't gonna talk to me. Oh, Snowfall. That was. Yeah. And what else? Was it another one? Yellowstone. No, Yellowstone That's for pretty sure. Much it. Who? Yeah. But um, it's Yellowstone and Snowfall. But right now, I think my favorite has got to be this um Tupac documentary. Oh yeah. I don't know if I'm finally really on number two. Like, I love it. Yes. That's that pro yeah, black y'all. But no, that yeah. was just to hear about Tupac and how a different side of him. Like I never knew this much. I didn't. I've never. I was young when he passed away. But you, I used to think he was my dad. Like my. My mom, that was like, he was everything. Even though he was only 25, I was only like really young when he was out. So I didn't know he was all about that. I knew his mom was part of the Black Panther, but I didn't know he was like that revolutionary type. I didn't know he was like that too. Like, so it was, it's good to see that side of him instead of the side everybody painted him to be is just this bad rapper that, you know, talk stuff about, you know, that's what I remember. And we got to remember, and we got to remember like, we have to remember, like, he was only 24, 25 when he passed, and he's been mythologized. It's like, we look at him now, like, 
as a martyr and just been so many books and so many different, you know, um, songs made with him after he passed away. But he was only 24, 25 years of age. And so I look at my own son, who's 23 years of age, and he don't know everything. Right. So I can't put the word on his shoulders and say, you know, you you should, you know, all the world's problems, I'll put it on your shoulders and you take care of it. And I look at my 23-year-old son, I'm like, he still has so much learning to do. Mm-hmm. He still has so much growth. And so we forget that about Pop. You know, like, he was only 24, 25 years of age. When I look at young brothers that are coming into the institution who are between the ages of 18 and 25, me and my brother, we honestly, who's incarcerated also, we feel like it's so important to not necessarily put these young brothers under our wings. I would never want to put a young brother up under my wing. But I think about if my own son was incarcerated, who would I like for him to be around? So, you know, even with dealing with these young brothers from 18 to 25, I just ask the Lord just to keep a hedge of protection around these young brothers because they're so impressionable that they could easily be drifted off in the wrong direction. You know, and I think about that when I watch Pac. I'm like, he had so much more in front of him, but it seems like he had already been through so much that was behind him, and we don't take that in consideration. So, you know, not to digress, but that's why this yeah, is one true. of my favorite shows. Yes, sir. You know, especially for me to be double his age right now. Right, right. You almost 50, babe. Woo! Yes. You, you. Hold um, up now, hold up, hold up. <laughs> well, you knocking easy. at the door. Be you, easy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if people look at you, they'd be like, "Ain't no way, this little dude! Like, ain't no nah, way." Nah, they don't believe you. You definitely ain't it. How would you say I look? I think you look. I ain't about to keep. I ain't gonna give you them. I give you thirty. You look like you thirty. But I didn't right. get you. Big, I didn't get you a couple gray hairs or whatever. But. um yeah. yeah, you gave me some, but it come with the territory. Hold on, now you admitting that I gave you know it to you. Oh, see, you always said it wasn't me. Yeah. Now you saying, but now, here go my next question. Nah, nah we don't. Since you, okay, with... <laughs> how do I annoy you? How do you annoy me? What do I do to I don't annoy you? I don't, I don't know, babe. I never thought about it. I don't. I think know something me. that I do and annoy I, I you. I can't say you do. I know something that I, that I don't. Um, what you do? Get the Pepto Bismol, Pepto Bismol, oh, and the prune juice. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> yes, because the prune juice. I don't like prune juice, but it keeps you regular. And then you know you need. Everybody needs some type of natural supplement. You backed up. You need to get prune juice. Period. Or <laughs> some grapes. Get so mad. He'd be yeah. like, Yeah, okay. That's when he hit me with the Amen. When up my yeah. stomach hurt. hmm Amen. You got that Pepto yeah. Bismol? Mm-hmm. You ain't got that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Amen. You make me sound old, <laughs> baby. Baby, you make me sound old. But how old are you, babe? So they know. Mm-hmm. I'm forty five. All right, but you you not forty five. I am. No, you're not. I'll be 45 this year. But you yeah, only 44. I'm until, already... You're the only person I know that goes up before it's time. Like, no, you're 44. It, your birthday is not... It, when is your birthday? It's my birthday. It's, it's, it's no, listen, far. It don't, matter, it don't matter if it's this year. But it it's far. It's, it's not next week. Birthday. It's in months. You got like... 
Um, Months before your birthday. May I I ask you something? Sure, babe. May I ask you something? It's my birthday this year. It is, but you're not that age yet. It's my birthday year. Okay, I'm 44. I'll be 45 this year. That's what you're supposed to say. But so instead of saying all that, you just say 45. But then when your birthday comes, the people are going to be thinking you're 46 because you've been saying you're 45. Like, that's going to confuse people. They they can think that. You know, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Trying to hold on to a birthday year. I it's am. coming, and I welcome it. And I thank the Lord for it. Amen. Right? Not me. Amen. I am 30. How old am I? <laughs> See, I've been trying to say I'm 36. So I'm 37. Mm. But um, what is something? I'm, I'm, one I'm more glad question. you got me on your podcast. Me baby. too, babe. I'm so happy okay, I'm you finally got to come. We got, we going to have to, it'll be another part to it. You know, we just had to bring them a little something, okay. something so they can. You know, because they like to be all up in the business and the naysayers and the, you know, we happy, happy. Wow. Why they want to? You already know. Why they want to be in the business? That's just the way it is. People don't think it's possible to be happy. People think you desperate. People think you, you know, they think I'm desperate or I can't have anybody like they, they fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. They know what it is. But, you know, just the, I like to be able to show. And not even just a show because I'm happy and that's all that matters. But it is a such thing as right. finding love where you just like a long distance relationship. It happens just like the weird people. Not weird. Cause, right. ooh, that's I'm sorry. But people that fall in love with people during on date lines, like people, you know, fall in love. You can't sometimes you can't help who you fall in love with. It ain't got nothing to do with being desperate because I'm sure I can have whoever I want. I'm sure he can have any woman that he wants. So it's not about a. Right. desperate situation is just that we literally found each other and we happy and that's all that matters so period it is what well, it may is. i say this too yeah well let me say well may i say this also i look at it it is a long distance relationship because it's mm-hmm. physically a long distance relationship but the perspective that i take is um let's say a teacher does go fight granted i'm not incarcerated because i did something honorable i'm not saying that However, I'm speaking as far as the distance goes. Mm-hmm. If someone's loved one goes off to um, to war and they're in Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever it may be, Ukraine, etc., you don't know if that person is going to come back home or not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you don't stop loving that person and you're not going to say, well, it's not going to work because they went off to war. You know, um, you... you Same thing. You know I mean, um, from my perspective, it knows no boundaries, and I think that's why you know I started off the scripture the way I did, you know, um, because it's not something that man can give you or woman can give you. Right. You know, real love is something that the Creator can only give you. So, you know, um, my love for you, Keish, you know, is is bigger than just being physically right next to you because you have couples that are together right now in the same room in the same car. They can't stand each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they're together yeah. for what for whatever reason they may be together. You know, but that's not my position to judge, and that's not. And I could care less. Exactly. You know what I mean? Again, I'm not in a relationship with them. I'm in a relationship with you, and so right. I just thank God for who you are. I thank God for um for your hustle and your drive, thank um you, for your direction and your purpose. Yeah, and just keep pushing, baby. Just keep doing it. You already know. So we are um. I feel the same way. Thank you for trusting in me. Thank you for not giving up on me when I was giving you so much pushback when I was 
taking you through <laughs> it, like mentally, you was just so strong. Yeah. And thanks for just loving me for me and loving my kids and loving me. Just thank you for being real, like, and consistent. That's the thing we need to talk about. Babe. I need to know before we wrap it up. Right. Three. Yes. I'm going to tell you three things that, three words that describe you in my eyes. So, consistent. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you've been consistent okay. since day one. Like, and... Yes. You make sure you like go over and beyond to make sure facts is facts. Like in every situation you in, like you make sure that I don't have to worry about nothing. You don't. I, I'm teaching you still about surprises. I love yes. surprises, but he feels surprises is like keeping something from me. So he just be wanting to tell me. I'll be like, no, like, but you've been doing better. Like, <laughs> you've been doing better. But he tells you everything. I'm like, you don't have to tell, you know, he, but he rather. You know, tell, he tells me everything, literally, like everything. Um, he's just so right. consistent from day one. He's consistent. Um, okay. So consistency is a big thing. And loving, you're very loving. You're, you always put everybody else in front of you. Like you just, not just yeah. me, but like you treat me like a queen, which I love. Like you, you play no games when it comes to me. And I, yeah, I love that. Yes. And yeah. um, you are so loving, like you just so caring. You you like you so. When it come to everybody else, you whew, you like Mike Tyson, like you ready to. <laughs> you it's different, but when you come back to me, you like such a teddy bear. Like you just make sure I'm okay. You so gentle with me, like I love it. Um, yes. and compassionate. You're very compassionate because you really care. Like it's not a you know, what's in it for me type thing. You really care about me and I love it. Like I've never had that feeling. Um, and you lead me and I'm, and you the only person, like I said, most men think women like me, cause I, in the beginning, I b believed it as well. Like I'm so independent. Um, so you, I've yeah. never had a man that I wanted to lead me. When people think submit means um, giving, up or you know letting your man be in control or you know no submission means walk all over you yeah, yeah people submission you. they think that too exactly and that's what people think mm -hmm. when they hear submit like but I'm I can't I could not wait to find a man that I was willing to be led by no man has ever made me be like yes like I I can follow him but like he said we put God first and you are somebody that just you just check all them boxes i'm telling you like you everything like you are everything and i appreciate you, you so much i appreciate your drive i love everything about you and you just make me so so happy and i can't wait to continue spending forever ever with you and yes you everything but yeah you can hit me with some words do you guys what three words would you use to describe me or one or however many i just had three I think I think you've been through much adversity, so I consider you resilient. You know, the time that we've been together, um, the dialogue that we've had, um, the obstacles that you've overcome, you just bounce back. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think resilient is one. Um, second of all, I, I think that you are truly an encourager. You know, um, despite what your situation may be, you can always see somebody in need and you always have a good word for them. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that that's beautiful also, just to be an encourager. And I think beautiful, that best describes it as well, too. 
you know, um, not just uh, outward physical appearance, but I think, you know, just, you know, your insides, you know what I mean? You are really, truly a beautiful, genuine person. So I like to say that. I like to say resilient, encouraging, and just simply beautiful. Those are my three. Thank you, baby. I love you so much. All right, babe. I love you bunches. So we're going to wrap it up for now. And thank you, everybody, so much for just jumping into our our love life for a little bit just so y'all can see just how I fell in love with this man. And um, it wasn't, you know, everybody ain't nothing perfect, granted. But to me, our our relationship is everything it need to be plus more. Um but another thing, babe, do you re- you are actually the reason I came up with this quote for the end of my show. You okay. came up with this, and I'm like, that's perfect, babe. Like, so you gotta hit them with it. Um, but until next time, everybody, and just remember what, babe. It's no us without you. Period. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, peace. Peace.